You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We got a good one for you guys today. We are going to talk about dealing with the demonic, dealing with the demonic. Uh, we'll get more into that in a second. Yes. But now, now, it is time to, to rate that, that foreign snack. snack. Yeah, Come on. there it is. Let's go. The box go. is back. The box is back, baby. We did not predetermine. We actually talked about it beforehand, and we were kind of like, you know, Ben, like, I was like, Ben, like, do you think that we should, like, pick one of beforehand, or should it be, like, actually, like, random? And he was like, Random. We random. random. It's just neither of us were really feeling too strongly about what's no, in there. No, so. it's it's to be honest with you that they, they seem lower caliber. The ones that are left, maybe. Yeah, some of them for sure. So we'll the see what we get. The peanut butter thing, Kit Kat thing's pretty. Yeah, that All would right. be good. All right, here we go. All right, wait. I gotta. I gotta. Okay. All right. Go ahead and uh, Ben. Whenever you call it, I'm gonna grab what my hands on. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, the man. Lord heard us. <laughs> Amen. Rate that foreign snack is going to be a little lean the next next couple weeks because that's probably yeah. the best item. Left. Yo, I can't believe I pulled that. Yo, I promise <laughs> you that was not rigged. That was not like that. I As soon as he said it, whatever I was about to drop my hand on was what I grabbed, and I happened to grab the Kit Kat Chunky Peanut Butter. Woo-wee! It's a big Kit Kat. That it definitely just, was a redder right there. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, shoot, I didn't look to see where this was from. Oh dang, bro. But um, dang, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. I'm gonna look it up. Go talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So it's it's just one Kit Kat. This was also from two two hundred three exotics in the mall. But um, you know the the normal Kit Kat has a couple different sections. This is just one chunky one. And ah. It's peanut butter. Our, our friends up across the pond. Oh, our friends. Our friends, uh, the, the United Kingdom. Amen, amen. We, the United Kingdom, uh, sorry about uh, World War II. Our... History guy. Sorry about the revolution. History everyone. guy over here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I am a big history guy. I'm sorry about the Revolutionary War. Sorry that we clicked your slimy butts back. Um... Oh, oh, it's a wow with the father. It is. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can just break it off of your hand, bro. Like, you can just, like, literally break it with your hands. Like, I don't know what this nonsense is today. Oh, you know what? Oh, that just looks like a good bite. It looks like a good time. Uh, Last week was a 10. Yes, it was. And, and I still stick by that. Sometimes I'll like wait like a couple days after. I'll be like, that really wasn't a 10. This, that was a 10. I stick by it. Let's see what this is. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does it? There's some disappointment in the air. I agree. Um, I don't know if the chocolate is the best. No. It tastes like cocoa powder. Hmm. To me. And I also don't know if I really taste too much of the peanut butter. Hmm. It's a disappointment. Oh, no. 
No. Wow. All that hype. For what? Wow. The silence is telling, by the way. It's not it's not good. I mean, I was fine to eat it. I'd never go to the store and buy one of those ever again, I don't think. No. Especially like, do you taste any peanut butter? I do. I think the peanut butter is really bad quality, to be honest with you. You ever like have, okay, Easter's coming up, right? Yeah. Me and I'm sure that Ben's super excited about Easter candy as well. Um, I love candy. You love candy. I'm excited to get like, you know, those little Reese's eggs that you can get. Oh, the white chocolate ones and the chocolate ones are amazing. I like them both. Yes. Um, the peanut butter in that is incredible. It's like, yeah, it, it, it no. just changes your life and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is awful. The peanut butter in it. It's just really low quality. It's not a lot of it. And honestly, that's a, it's, it's really a disappointment. You can't even compare. It's it's almost like this isn't even peanut butter compared no, to the Reese's. No, it's egg it's butter. not. And le- like, like I'm trying to even think. Like to be honest with you, let's just put it like this. I would rather be eating a peanut butter and jelly than eat that right there. Sure. Give me a peanut butter and jelly. Give me a little PB and J. Slap me some. You know, slap some peanut butter on that bread, jelly on that bread. And I'm having a better time than that. It's just um, not good. Are you eating the whole thing? No. Really. I don't think I am. I really just get like an overwhelming cocoa powder okay. flavor. Let me put it like this. When I eat things, like even though Ben is like really into this, I'm not. But like even though I'm not a super big health guy, like if I eat something that's unhealthy and I take a bite of it and it's not worth it, I won't eat the whole thing just because it's simply not worth it. Right. If we weren't worried about calories or anything, I would eat the whole thing and I and like it would be whatever. But like from a is it worth it standpoint, no, it wouldn't be it's worth it to worth eat it. this whole thing. Um, I'm not even that high on, on Kit Kat's. Like the actual Kit Kat. I think there are better candies. There are, but they're good. I mean, they're good. I'm not like, you know, this is not good. I'm not high on this. Compared to a regular Kit Kat, I'd rather eat a regular Kit Kat. Absolutely. Um, Let's say, like, let's say, like, to me, like, a Kit Kat is a fair, like, 7.5, like, on the candy rating. Like, like, you know, it's it's there. This right here, um, Ben, I'm going to have to go with this one. I'm going to go with six on, okay. on this one. I'm going to go with six. It's a little above average because I, I, I would eat the whole thing if I wasn't worried about the calories. I would eat the whole thing. I'd be like, all right, this is fine, but I'd be a little disappointed. I hear you. I'm definitely disappointed. Yeah. I'm, yeah. At, I'm at a five because yeah. it is very borderline whether or not I'd eat the whole thing. Yeah. I'm just like every, every like breath in I take, I'm just tasting cocoa powder. And I just don't enjoy that. It's like dark chocolate tasting to me, and I'm more of a milk yeah. chocolate guy. And that's really what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. It's just a nice milk chocolate experience with peanut butter. Like last week's candy bar. Oh, wow. Flashback. It, it like, how do I say this on the podcast? <laughs> it like astronomically destroys this this candy bar really right does. here. It really does. Um, if you go to 203 Exotics, because I imagine if you're watching this, unless you're like our Belgium guy that I still don't know who you are. <laughs> but if, if you live in this area, you probably have gone to 203 Exotics at the Danbury Mall. I heard they just expanded. They just expanded. They, they, they did. Don't get the chunky peanut butter Kit Kat. Like it's, it's just, just don't or get it just to see if we're right about our, our comparison. So yeah. I think there's better stuff to spend yeah, your money on. I agree. Right. That, that, that was a good one, honestly, because I'm happy that wasn't a 10 because yeah. um, it kind of broke things up a little bit, you know? Nice kick. 
Um, all right. It's time for the word of God. Amen. Amen. God's word is the main event. I was just, uh, I was at a leadership conference for youth and I was communicating to some youth pastors that the word of God is the main event. Uh, at, at youth group on Wednesday nights at Impact Youth, we um, do this thing that we've been doing for the last like three or four weeks where we get everybody rallied up by the door and we like count down to go in and it just juices everyone up to like go into service. And I'm telling you, man, like when you treat the word of God as the star, as it should be, like God will bless that and honor that because you're making him the main event. So even when we do, you know, that rate, rate that stuff, we love it. It's great. But the word of God is really center stage in the main event. I don't know why I felt led to say that, but I just did. Um, let's talk about demons today. Um, let's just start here. I don't really think of demons. Uh, I'm not a big, like, I'm not like a demon hunter. A lot of people are like demon hunters. Like I I said this in our pre-service meeting with our leaders last night, they get like the little like ghostbusters, like backpack on. And they're like, who are you going to call? And it's like demon busters. You know what I mean? Like they're like ready to go bust down the door, find every demon they could possibly find. You know, somebody looks at them the wrong way and there's a demon. I, I saw this girl on TikTok. It cracked me up. She was just weird. She goes into a Starbucks she gets in her car. She looks weird in the first place. Like her face just looked weird. Like she was like, she was like, not like ugly. She just like looked weird. Like the way she was acting. And she like, is like, like plays a song. Like that says like, I see things that nobody else sees. And like, she has a little like caption over it that says like, I was seeing demons all over the place in the Starbucks that I was just in. Like, it's, it's just like people go looking for demons right now, especially this is starting to become increasingly popular. Uh, there's a movie that just came out about, about the demonic. And I want to be clear on a couple of things. While there's lots of talk about demons today, I believe in the casting out of demons. I believe that people can still be demonically possessed. I believe that there is demonic activity in the world. I believe that Jesus has given us all authority over demons. I don't think it's wrong to try to cast out a demon. And and I say try, you know, tongue in cheek, because, you know, if you're really operating in authority, it won't be a problem. But, you know, I'm I'm all for that. And I think that that's fine. But I think that people almost break a, a, a command from Jesus. This just came into my spirit. I don't have this in my notes. But Jesus actually told the disciples, I believe it's in Luke chapter nine, to not rejoice that you can cast out demons. To not rejoice that demons obey obey the, uh, the name of Christ. That it's not something to rejoice about. That, you know, oh, you know, I'm so happy that I'm casting out demons. You know what? I, f- I feel to, to look up that, that scripture right now. Uh, to not rejoice about casting out demons. There it is. Amen. Luke 10, forgive me. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We almost treat casting out demons as if it's like this, like it, it, it's everything like the demonic. And there's a movement that's very, very prominent right now that treats the casting out of demons as the most prominent thing that can be done. When in reality, Jesus says, don't rejoice that the demons um, obey you. Be a uh, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I don't go around looking for demons. I don't, you know, I, I'm excited, obviously, that somebody gets delivered if a demon gets casted out of a person. I'm, I'm all for that right there. But I'm not sitting there thinking that, you know, thinking about demons all the time, having them on my mind. 
I've encountered demons before in, in, uh, in my life, and I just don't give them much thought to because for me, they're just nothing. They're defeated. Um, I believe in total victory. Christ has won the total victory. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God today. Things are starting to get weird and unbiblical in this demonic, in this uh, deliverance movement. And I want to keep us grounded in the word of God. What does the word of God say about uh, deliverance and dealing with the demonic? And, and, you know, when you see videos on social media of people spending 45 minutes casting out a demon, you know, is that biblical? And I, I want to answer those types of questions today. And I want to say this before I keep going. People that are doing, you know, these weird things, you know, handling demons in a weird way that's unbiblical. I want to be clear that there still are brothers and sisters in the Lord that, you know, we don't need to create a division in the body in the sense where we're saying that they're not our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we don't love them. You know, they're not, you know, a part of, you know, the, the body of Christ. I'm not saying that right now. However, I want us to get back to biblical roots and doctrine as it pertains to dealing with the demonic. So let, let's ask this question first and foremost. I feel to be the most important. How did Jesus deal with demons? How did Jesus deal with the demonic? Because if we're Christians, we're followers of Christ, and our desire should be to deal with the demonic the way that Christ dealt with the demonic, um, because we're followers of him. I'm going to prove this statement to you, but Jesus dealt with the demonic, these two words, ready? Quickly and swiftly. Jesus dealt with the demonic quickly and swiftly, and Jesus dealt with the demonic with authority. Quickly and swiftly and with authority. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 16. Forgive me, Mark chapter 5, verse 6. Amen. It says this. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him. This is a demon-possessed man that was bound by chains that he was unable to be, or he was unable to be bound by even chains. He was very strong, this demon, and that will matter later. Ran to meet him and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed. The demon shrieked and screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirit begged him again and again to not send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirit begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man, entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Okay, so let's look at this, this scenario here. Let's point this out first and foremost. Let's just read what the Bible says. When Jesus was still some distance away, this is verse six, the man saw him, ran to meet him. Let's start here. Jesus was not a demon hunter. Jesus did not go, oh, where, where are the demons? Where are the demons here in this room right now? Let me find a demon. You right over there. Do you have a demon in you? Do you have a demon in you? Jesus wasn't a demon hunter. Jesus rather uh, walked in authority and walked in power. 
And because of the anointing that was on him, demons naturally manifested. We're going to see this in in a story I'm going to read later, but this wasn't just limited to Jesus, that this is how it took place. So first and foremost, how did Jesus deal with the demonic? He, uh, He really and truly, he just walked in the anointing and waited for them to approach him. When the anointing is strong, when the tangible, transferable power of God is present, that's the anointing. When it's present, when the presence of God is upon a person, it, is, it will happen so that the demonic will manifest itself. So Jesus did not go demon hunting. The demon came to him. And the Spirit of God spoke this to me as I was studying this passage a while ago. This demon was unable to be bound by chains. This demon was unable to be bound by chains. And in fact, this demonic force destroyed chains. But watch this. The demonic force that destroyed chains had to beg Jesus. The demonic force that destroyed chains had to beg Jesus. Wow. Why? Because Jesus dealt with the demonic with authority. He had authority. They had to beg Jesus. Jesus, please. Send us, send us into those pigs. They begged, the Bible even says the word, uh, the word begged, I believe it does in verse 10. Then the evil spirits begged him, begged him. The demonic had to beg Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had all authority and dominion over them. They knew they didn't have a choice but to go. They didn't have a choice. It wasn't an option that they were gonna leave. They were going to leave that person. They weren't going to be able to, you know, say, no, we're going to stay. No, because Jesus had all authority. And look at this. This interaction happens very quickly and very swiftly. Quickly commands them. You know, they try, you know, please send us over here. Okay, go. Bye. Quickly and swiftly. Uh, A friend of mine, um, Evangelist Wesley, Agre, great guy, great man of God, great friend. He had a demon manifest in his service and the demon tried to tell him that she was, that not she, but the demon wasn't going to leave the girl. And he looked at her and said, yeah. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. He was like, God listens to me and the power of God is in me. And, God, and guess what? I'll tell God to punish you harsher if you don't leave right now. He dealt with it with authority and said, no, I, I have the anointing of God in me and I'm close to God and I'll tell you what's up. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Why? Because the spirit in him is greater than the spirit that, that's uh, possessing that girl. And immediately the demon left. Just like that, the demon left. Quickly and swiftly. It does not take 45 minutes to an hour to cast a demon out of a person. Quickly and swiftly is the biblical way of handling the demonic. Quickly and swiftly. Where else does Jesus deal with a demon quickly and swiftly? Mark chapter 9, verse 25 through 27. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into a violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. Boom, the demon was defeated. Something that the deliverance movement and, and you know, a, a traditional, you know, Pentecostal 
can have in common and that I would have in common with them is that Jesus, in fact, had authority. Jesus had authority. He dealt with, there wasn't a demon that Jesus was unable to deal with. So Jesus dealt with it, but here's the thing. He dealt with it quickly and swiftly. I command you to come out. That's all that we have recorded in the scripture, that he commanded the demon to come out and the demon came out. It was that simple. It was that quick. Jesus has all power and authority over the demonic and he dealt with them quickly and swiftly. Many deliverance ministers, you know, they spend time figuring out, you know, you know, uh, what type of demon it is and, you know, how, you know, what type of spirit it is. And, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour, we're going to slowly watch this demon leave the person. And, you, you know, the, the reality is, is that that's not the way to handle the demonic. That's not the way to handle the demonic. Um, I'll say this, you know, I question if someone's spending 45 minutes to an hour dealing with a quote unquote demon, if that's really a demon. Many of the videos I watch, the people are not genuinely demonically possessed. I know this because it's not in line with the Bible. I saw a video of a girl. She was supposedly possessed. And the man said uh, to her, you know, you, you, know uh, you know, come out of her or whatever or something like that. Or, you know, come over here. And she came over or, or she, you know, started to back away, started to, you know, scream or whatever. And like, you know, at first you're like, you know, what's going on? And then the girl just goes and says to her, like, I want to hit you. <laughs> and it was clearly the girl's voice. It was the girl talking. And I thought to myself, anytime that we see a demon talk in the scripture, it's like a shriek. It's not like in like the person's voice. It's like a shriek. And when there's that type of manifestation, it's like a shriek. And then the, the guy goes to try and, and this honestly to me screamed of arrogance. If I'm just being honest, I won't say who the person is because I may be mistaken on this, but it looked pretty arrogant. Put his hands behind his back and goes, go ahead, hit me, hit me, go ahead, go ahead. And the girl's all like, ugh. Uh, and acting like he, you know, she, she can't hit it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, this doesn't really seem to be in line with the Bible because last time I checked, demons are very strong and they're able to break chains. Demons are very strong. And when you mess around with them and play around with them, just like the sons of Sceva tried to cast out the demons and they were overtaken, the demons don't play around. They're very strong. So we have to understand the way that Jesus dealt with the demonic, he didn't play around. You know, he, he did ask, you know, the one, you know, what's your name? Demon said, you know, Legion, because there's many of us in there. And he dealt with it. He said, okay, come out. He didn't go, oh, this is a Legion demon. Okay. All right. Well, here's how this one works right here. This, this demon, you know, they respond to garlic. And so, you know, we're going to, we're going to get garlic out and start rubbing that all over all of the places. You know, they didn't do that weird nonsense. He just said, okay, well, you're going to go now. I don't care how, you know, okay, there's 2000 of you in there. Okay, go. Bye. It was, it was just like that. It, it was quickly and swiftly. That is how Jesus dealt with the demonic. And very simply, if Jesus dealt with the demonic that way, and we are followers of Christ, we should imitate the example that Christ has left for us. We should imitate the example that Christ has left for us as followers of Christ. When we deal with the demonic, it should be with authority, quickly and swiftly. I saw a man of God deal with a demon like this. He was in a service and the demon started screaming and it was a, it was a full grade uh, demonic uh, manifestation. And he goes, it'll be gone in Jesus name. Or I don't even remember if he says in Jesus, he's like, it'll be gone. And he just kept walking and the demon shut up and stopped talking. That was it. Done. 
Done. Just like that. Quickly and swiftly. I'm not saying that, you know, it may not take a minute or, or you know, or, or a second, but it shouldn't take 45 minutes to an hour. It should be quickly and swiftly. According to the word of God, that's what I'm going on here. I'm not going on anything other than the word of God. Well, brother, you know, you just don't have a lot of experience with the demonic. Here's my experience. That's very nice that that's your experience. But the reality is, is that the word of God outweighs our experience. You may think you encountered a demon, but you may have encountered a crazy. You may think that you encountered a demon, but maybe they misunderstood your teaching and they thought that if they've had an anxious thought before that they have a demon. I had a girl in one of my services uh, come up to me and go, get these demons out of me. And I looked at her and I went, why do you say that? And she was like, I don't know. Like I, like I, I feel kind of anxious sometimes. You don't have a demon. Like, like that, that's not a demonic manifestation, but, but like we have to recognize that biblically and scripturally to see what it really is. And to say that I have no experience with, with, with the demonic would even be mistaken because I have dealt with the demonic before. I've seen it in action before and it's, it's a real thing and I get that, but we can deal with it quickly and swiftly. How did Jesus command us to deal with demons? Let's, let's answer that next. I'll hit this quick. We know that Jesus told us to cast out demons. Mark 16, 17 says that we'll cast out demons in his name. Luke 9, 1 says that Jesus gave the disciples all power and authority to cast out all demons. So again, how are we to deal with demons? Ready? And I don't think that anybody that, that, that does this would really disagree with this. But we're, we're to deal with the demonic with authority. We're to deal with it with authority with authority and with power. But to be honest with you, authority isn't spending, you know, all this time messing around with the demon and doing, you know, do a trick, do a backflip. Like, you know, not that anybody necessarily does that, but it's not all these tricks and gimmicks and games. It's the power of God. It doesn't matter what type of spirit it is. It doesn't matter, you know, if there's a lot of them. Sure, whatever, you know, if you figure that out while, you know, the demon is manifesting and talking to you, uh, talking to you or something, sure, you know, whatever. But like, it's still the same process. It's with authority and it's with power and it's quickly and it's swiftly. You might be thinking to yourself right now, you know, Pastor Joe, you know, I'm a student, you know, why, why would I need to know this? You may encounter the demonic in your life. You may encounter the demonic in your life. It may happen that you encounter a, dem a demonic uh, possession and you need to know how to deal with it. You don't need to be a minister to deal with the demonic. If you walk closely with God, demons may manifest. Demons may manifest and you can deal with them quickly and swiftly with authority because, because you are a disciple of Christ and the Bible says you'll cast out demons in the name of Christ if you're a follower of Christ. So Jesus says again with authority. But let's look. How did the disciples put this into practice? Let's see, we have Christ's example, we have Christ's command. Now we see how did the disciples put this into practice? Luke 10, 17 says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Okay, so we know to use the name of Christ when casting out demons. That, that, that is an example that we see follow. Okay, Acts 16, 16 through 18. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, this is Paul, we met a slave girl, uh, or this is Luke rather recording, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Okay, so we understand that there are spirits that allow people to be able to do things. Fine. 
She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This woman would be distracting people um, in, uh, during Paul's uh, sermon, if you want to say, from hearing the gospel preached by proclaiming this thing that seemed true, but distracting the people from hearing the word of God being preached. And so it goes on to say, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. What do we learn here? Paul had this, had this thing happening and I kind of see it like this. And, and you know, th- this is more just how I'm, I'm seeing this story as I'm picturing it. It's just like, what is this lady doing right now? Shut up. Like, well, okay, great. We're sons of the most high God. That's wonderful. And finally, his spirit just got so provoked in her in him that he was just exasperated. And he goes, okay, in the name of Christ, come out of her. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, bye. And the demon immediately left her. Like that, and it instantly left her. One command in the name of Christ drove the demon out. The Bible doesn't say, you know, so I could see somebody saying, you know, oh, well, Paul was dealing with the demon for days. See, it takes a long time. The Bible doesn't say he dealed with the demon for days. The Bible says the demon was doing this for days, and finally Paul dealt with it. And when he dealt with it, it was quickly and swiftly. He just says, all the Bible records is I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Boom. Quickly and swiftly, quickly and swiftly. Deal with the demonic quickly and swiftly. Quickly and swiftly, amen. I'm debating on if I should get into this next topic or if I should wait until the next, until the next broadcast right now. Amen. Quickly and swiftly is the way that we should deal with the demonic. Um, Another thing that's popular in this is can Christians be demon-possessed? Can Christians be demon-possessed? I'll answer this question like this, and I'm going to actually talk about this more next week. Can Christians be demon-possessed? I'll give you the short answer. No. That is the short answer. Christians cannot be demon-possessed. And I will prove that to you in the word of God next week. Can Christians be demon-possessed? No, Christians cannot be Uh, demon-possessed. It is not in line with the word of God for a Christian to be able to be demon-possessed. And that's a very popular teaching within this this deliverance movement that a Christian can be demon-possessed, but that's simply not true. But let's, let's deal with this real quick as we end. It is not worth it to have 3,000 different names for all these different demons. You know, I saw a website for all the different names of all the different demons. It's like, this one's name is this, this one's name is that. And they're not even in the Bible. It's like, where are you even getting that from? They're not in the Bible. How are you getting, you know, some of the, some of the descriptions 
of the of the uh, demonic things aren't in the Bible. You know, some might say, well, the, the word Trinity is not in the Bible or, you know, certain concepts. We, we do sometimes take a concept that's in the Bible and ascribe a name to it. Some of the concepts are not even in the Bible from the from the names that they're giving. And it's just like, what what, what is going on with this? It is not... It, it, it is not worth it to focus our time and energy on demons. We should be focusing on Christ, Christ crucified in the word of God and what it teaches. Start in the Bible, stay, uh, stay in the Bible, finish in the Bible. That should be how it goes. We shouldn't be wasting time seeking after every single demon over Christ. Some people preach demons more than they preach Christ. Some people fear the demonic more than they fear God. And that's a problem. Some people fear the demonic more than they fear God. They're worried about the demonic more than they are about the word of God, more than they are about Christ. And as Christians, we deal with the demonic quickly and swiftly with authority. There was a great man of God. I actually don't recall who it was. There's a great man of God, and you may be able to even look this story up. He was sleeping in his hotel room. And this is, this is, uh, this is a, a high, high level of, uh, of faith here. He wakes up in his hotel room. And he looks at, at the edge of his bed. There was a demon sitting on the edge of his bed. Like he saw a demon sitting on the edge of his bed. And you know what he did? He started praying in the spirit. You know, he, you know, he go went nuts and he started, you know, getting ready to, you know, ask him, you know, what type of demon. No, he didn't do any of that nonsense. He didn't do any of that. He looked at it and went, oh, it's just you. And he went back to sleep. Wow. That's authority right there. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if that's how I would have dealt with the, with the demonic. I really don't. Because, you know, it, it's, it, you know when, you, when you see that, you, you want to like do something. But at the same time, that, that's, that's like a high level of faith to just be able to rest in the fact that I have all authority over you in Christ. And we'll get into that authority that we have in Christ next week. Uh, I'm going to explain more about can Christians be demon-possessed again the answer is no. If you're a follower of Christ and you think you have a demon right now, you don't. You might have a demonic oppression, but you don't have a demonic possession. And I'll talk more about that next week. Amen. Uh, let me pray for you guys real quick. If there's anybody watching right now that hasn't given their life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that invitation to do so right now. If you want to repent of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, understanding that he died for you, that he rose again from the dead, that he was the perfect sacrifice for your sin, that he was God in the flesh, and you know that he was, and that he paid the ultimate price for your sin. If you know that and you want to be made right with God today, repeat this prayer after me. You could just say this right from where you're watching right now. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I repent of my sin, and I put my faith in you. Thank you, Lord for dying on the cross and rising from the dead so that I could have a relationship with you. I'm a Christian now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page or you can uh, go on our Instagram, Impact Youth, M-P-A-C-T, Youth. You can go ahead and on, on there and direct message us. We'll be happy to get some resources in your hands. Be sure to get connected with a Bible-believing church uh, that believes the word of God. 
Um, and if you need help with that, we're happy to help you with that as well. Let me pray for the rest of you guys watching. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that we would understand, God, that we have all authority over the demonic by your power and by your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, uh, for everybody watching this to operate in that authority, to operate with uh, operate in authority over the demonic quickly and swiftly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.